A decision is made over the boathouses in Windermere. A big fire in Oakland. The city of Ocoee is seeing growth. And a lake that I want to talk about. The date is March 17th, 2022. We're going to go through these stories and more. Welcome to West Orange on the Go. My name is Austin Arthur, and this is where we do local news and comment. And when I say local news, I mean hyper-local. West Orange, this is your news. We begin in 10 seconds. You're listening to West Orange on the go. Brought to you by the West Orange Times and Observer. Hosted by Austin Arthur. West Orange on the go. The lengthy battle over the historic boathouses took another turn at the Windermere Town Council meeting March 8th as council members voted to proceed with a 60-day notice of lease terminations, installing security cameras, and ensure the boathouses are preserved. The council voted 4-1 in favor of the 60-day notice of lease terminations, with council member Andy Williams dissenting. Finally, the council also voted on a 4-1 vote to preserve the boathouses in their historic state, also with Mr. Andy Williams dissenting. Now in Oakland, first responders were sent to a call at Gully Avenue early Tuesday morning. Now you may have heard about this. It was a big house fire. Now I don't have too many details, but according to Fire Rescue, the two occupants of the house are safe. But the fire has claimed 50% of the structure. And now this, the Weston Plaza, it's a new shopping center in Ocoee, includes shops that offer everything from pizza, wine and tacos, to haircuts, shipping services, and insurance. Now, construction was completed last year, but the developer and owner was waiting to fill all 10 storefronts before celebrating its grand opening. Now, that's going to be this Saturday, March 19th. And in other City of Ocoee news, the city broke ground on the new Healthy West Orange Wellness Park, March 10th, in a special ceremony that included city officials, businessmen and women, and members of the community. Now, the park, which is being constructed by SAKC Construction, will include five acres and feature a half-mile, 10-foot-wide, multi-purpose trail around both ponds and four shaded wellness stations to be included, two of which will have suspension fitness equipment for strength training. A shaded pavilion will be built in the middle of the pond, connected to both sides of the trail by a boardwalk. Now, the park is expected to open later this year. And now on down to my favorite city, the great city of Winter Garden, Florida. The city commission has accepted the map for the new voting district boundaries submitted by a districting commission appointed to redraw the lines. The city commission voted unanimously in favor of the map. Now that's after postponing the vote from their February 24th meeting, the original date to vote on it. And we spoke about this last week on last week's program. We spoke about this a little bit. You know, I was present for both of these meetings and the fact of the matter is there was some contention in the room. I mean, the issue was not uh, smooth sailing. I mean, you know, everybody's professional. We got a great commission. 
but uh, there was definitely some disagreement. Commissioner Sharman wanted to look at the look at an idea he had, but he even said that he'd go for the vote if the rest of the commission wanted to, that he wasn't sure if it'd work out anyway. But Commissioner Mueller strongly wanted something different, and he did fight for it. Uh, the mayor felt that this was, you know, the mayor said this was, uh, in his eyes, you know, some kind of gerrymandering type of thing, and that, um, you know, that's why they appoint a non-political committee is, is what the mayor's position was. Uh, Commissioner Bennett agreed. And uh, in the end, Commissioner Mueller uh, did vote with his colleagues to approve the map. And they voted on the map altogether as one commission. So all is copacetic in the Winter Garden Commission. And moving on to some other Winter Garden news, let me tell you that Saturday, March 26th, Broadway and Beyond is back. Now enjoy a live show hosted by Billy Flanagan. There will be performers from Broadway, Off-Broadway, and Disney, and, and a lot more. Now Billy has performed at over, get this, 650 different shows over his career. The guy's resume is huge and you know he's really a terrific guy. You you might know him. He's you know he's popular down at Pilar's for open mic night. Really a great person. He also owns the the Santa's old fashioned Christmas trees. Now you know that's right on Dillard and Plant during Christmas time. Uh, this past year it was actually moved to the Windermere High School. But a great operation there by a great man. He's a great host. You're going to want to see this show. So if you follow me on the Facebook, you know I did a video on this. you got to get your tickets because you don't want it to sell out. All right? It's, it's right on Newton Park. It's beautiful. The sunset, is, it's going to be setting right when we're, the show's going on. This is from the Rotary Club, you know, our great Winter Garden Rotary Club. So it goes to a good cause. And it's just really a terrific night. So for all the details, I want you to visit Orange Observer on Facebook or on the website. Find the link there. You know, we got it all linked so you could, you could buy the tickets. Or you could visit the Rotary Club of Winter Garden on Facebook. Now, before I get into the final page in a little bit here, I want to do our sports highlight. Okay, so let me tell you about the young man that the West Orange Times and Observer has selected as the Athlete of the Week. Now, that's Victor Wright. Victor Wright is a Special Olympics swimmer who swam for the West Orange High School, one of the first Special Olympians to make the team. Wright trains at the National Training Center in Claremont and is part of the South Lake Aquatic Club as well. This summer, he will be traveling to the island nation of Malta, representing the U.S. and the state of Florida, where he will compete in the 50-meter breaststroke and the 50-meter freestyle. Now, I know this young man and his family. He's a great kid. He's, you know, just a champ, you know, always working hard, always training, always winning. I love it. Uh, his father is a great community man. Both his parents are just terrific. You know, you, you may know them. If you do, if you do, I want you to uh, reach out to them and 
to Victor and wish him a happy birthday. He recently had a birthday. So with that being said, I say happy birthday to our great champ. Right here from Winter Garden in West Orange. Going to be representing our country and our state. Not to mention our community in Malta. All right. Go Team Victor. And now let's get into some school news. You know, that's hyper-local school news. That's what we do around here. We're all about our hyper-local community. Just a few weeks ago, Foundation Academy hosted a ribbon-cutting ceremony. The new building is Educational Building 1, and it's going to host many academic classes, including art, band, and science. Now, the building has been in the planning stages for several years, although official work started uh, just nine months ago. And as many of you can imagine, nine months to build a building in this current uh, climate is, is pretty impressive. My brother's trying to build a pool, and it's like, well, I think it's going to take him like 10 years or something, you know, with all the problems that are going on in the, in the chain and all that stuff. Now, you need to keep an eye on F.A. That's Foundation Academy. They are growing fast. My recommendation for Foundation Academy comes by me professionally as well as personally. Foundation Academy, where character matters. And now we're diving into the final page. And Chris Martucci writes... The Central Florida Council celebrated its 100th anniversary with its annual Golden Eagle event March 9th at Tanner Hall in Winter Garden. The dinner was co-chaired by former Orange County Commissioner Betsy Vanderlei and FOLA President Joe Dunn. It was a great success, raising more than $52,000. Now, let's get into the reason that I selected this for my final page. Because in this week's paper, you see it's just a little section on the event. Very nice. But the reason is this portion. The late Jim Thomas was honored posthumously for his contributions to scouting. Current Friends of Lake Apopka president Joe Dunn accepted the award on his behalf before presenting it to Thomas's widow, Peg Dunn. Now, I bring this up Not only because, you know, Jim Thomas was a great man who did a lot for scouting and got this recent award um, after his passing, of course. But Jim Thomas is the founder of Friends of Lake Apopka. You may know them by the abbreviated FOLA. Jim Thomas, I believe, more than any other man, is who we have to thank for the great restoration at Lake Apopka. Now, don't get me wrong, a lot of great people and a lot of great entities played a role in this. But Jim Thomas is the one who really created the awareness and organization that it needed, not to mention getting legislation in place to to work on this and to protect the lake. As so many people say, it's, it's not a dead lake. That's just not true. On the contrary, thanks to Jim Thomas and others like the aforementioned Joe Dunn and, 
And people like Jim Peterson with St. John's River Water Management District and many others, um, it's, it's really quite the opposite. The lake is back. I mean, it's really doing well. You know, not fully back, but it's really a tremendous improvement from, you know, what it was 20 years ago. Now, I was lucky enough to get a tour. The tour was of the North Shore. And, you know, I saw a lot of the water was clear. I saw fish. I think there was tilapia in there and bass. I mean, of course, you know about the birds. I mean, it's just incredible. Over 300 species of birds. I mean, this was a thriving lake. Not where it needs to be, of course, but not a dead lake. You know, I just wanted to highlight that today and encourage you to be active. I was at the Fulham meeting this week, and one of the biggest concerns, this issue of hydrilla, okay? So, you know, it's that green stuff. It's just kind of everywhere. Now, this stuff just suffocates the lake. Now, to be clear, hydrilla is not all bad. It could provide benefits to a lake, you know, when it's managed, when it's not too rampant. But, you know, Fola is of the position that to be a healthy amount, it should be maintained to less than 5%, you know, the total lake acreage, less than 5%. Right now, it's over 40%, and it's growing. Now, so time is of the essence on this issue. Now, to be certain, there are other issues with the lake that are being addressed. There are other issues that need to be addressed that are on the table in the triage, if you will. Uh, But also, as Joe Dunn, as I heard him say, there's really three top priorities right now. Hydrilla, hydrilla, and hydrilla. So that's really the, the main pressing issue. So what can we do? We need to be active. We need to tell our neighbors. Everyone wants our lake to live. We want to protect the heritage that is ours. So therefore, I encourage you to support FOLA, Friends of Lake Apopka. Let's start by following them on Facebook. If you're on Facebook, you know, go on the Facebook and check them out. That's a great way to stay informed and learn more and to... To become active, you could share things and get things moving. You know what? Let's have a West Orange on the go surge to their Facebook page. So that's, it's facebook.com slash friends of Lake Apopka. Facebook.com slash friends of Lake Apopka. Or if you're on the mobile, you just type it in the search, friends of Lake Apopka. So I say to you on this day, West Orange. Let's save Lake Apopka. This has been Austin Arthur with the West Orange Times and Observer. And until next week, have a happy and blessed weekend. West Orange on the Go is brought to you by the West Orange Times and Observer. Hosted by Austin Arthur. West Orange on the Go.